Donnie, open the door. I don't know why you keep locking it. <laughs> One day, Jalen, I will be able to do these accents just like you. But <laughs> for now, I'm just going to be basic and boring. That's fine. Let's get on with this freaking show already. Do it. Welcome back to A Little Bit of Nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. I'm your host as usual, Jalen Holson, a.k.a. Debt Boy Mocha. Uh, and with me as always is my senpai for life, Mr. Bilky. How are you doing today, sir? I am a little anxious today. I got a big day ahead of me, but I'm feeling great and I'm ready to get this pod started. Got a, got a show tonight, don't you? Yeah, hmm. we will be back on stage, the Cooley Bros. Oh, yes, please at the Cooley Bros. So today we're going to be breaking down some Batman news. I know you're a, a Batman fan, of Mr. Course, of course, yes. I love the Dark Knight. Yes, uh, we got some new footage of some games that we saw at Gamescom. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, it's like uh, the, the Comic-Con for video games. Right, a little smaller than E3, but still fantastic con. Fantastic. Fantastic con. And of course, we have Mr. Bilky's first Game of Thrones breakdown. I know it's a little late because the season's almost over, but there is some breaking news on that that I'll get into in a bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, we're going to get into that. And then, of course, as the title states, we've given you a week, so it's going to be full spoiler time on Marvel's The Defenders. Yes. <laughs> Let's get sweaty, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so uh, first thing off the docket is uh, WB announced this week that they're going to be doing an origin story for the Joker that's going to be separate from the DCEU, which everyone knows Jared Leto is already the Joker in DCEU, and it's a character that a lot of people are kind of tipsy-turvy about having an origin story. Uh, right now, Scorsese is attached to produce, which I am a fan of, as well as Todd Phillips. Uh, that guy directed The Hangover, so have you ever seen, uh-huh. yeah, have you ever seen The Hangover? That guy did that movie. It's supposed to be set in the 80s and gritty crime, kind of a gangster Joker movie. Bilky, Joker is one of your diehard favorite villains. I'm interested to see what you have to say. I am very excited for this. I love the Joker, like you said. I think he's just a beautiful character from top to bottom. His origin, his mannerisms, his just corrupt mind. It's beautiful. He's a fantastic character, and I don't expect anything but just pure gold from Scorsese. Excellent. Uh, now, my question to you is, I think as a general, like, we're nerds, so we get into this stuff a lot. Like, it won't bother us that there's going to be two different Jokers in cinema, possibly, if this thing actually gets off the ground and gets made. And do you are you one of those people that would prefer there not to be an origin story for the Joker? I'm kind of one of those people. I like that he's so insane that, like, he's, you know, he quoted in uh, the, the, what is it, The Killing Joke? I, like, I remember it one way, and sometimes I remember it another, and I, I like to leave it as multiple choice. You know, like, that's kind of, like, his thing. So what do you think about an actual fitting origin for the Joker? Like, is that going to bother you? Uh, no, it's not going to bother me one bit, to be honest, because if you look back in all, like, let's go all the way back to Adam West Batman. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. We're when have we cuts. ever gotten a real Joker origin? We always know what the Joker's about, and we know, like, kind of the way he acts, and we can make assumptions on how he came to be, but now the audiences are actually getting a chance to see it, and I think that's necessary with all the superhero movies and everything that's coming out. I think, yeah, I think there'll be a, like, I think the general population, if they're not confused, that's a big if, Yes. um, will appreciate some kind of grounded, real gangster thing, and if if Scorsese's producing, I hope he has his hand in, because when when Scorsese actually jumps in and produces stuff, it's really good. Yeah, it's So, I mean, I, I don't see... I think I'll I'll be 
first one to see it, probably. I'll be up in there. I, I love the Joker, and I think a score, a dirty Scorsese gangster. Like, yeah, like it sounds fantastic. I couldn't come up with any better type of movie for Scorsese to do in this in the hero universe. For sure, for sure. All right, Gamescom, my guy. All right, so Gamescom is going on this week, and I'm very excited to see all the new games coming out, as I'm sure a lot of you are. And so what Jalen and I did was we made a list of some of our like favorite games that we saw coming out this week. And I'm going to start it off with all my Blizzard fans. There is a new Overwatch map coming out. I'm Dear sure there's plenty of you who God. play. Yes, it's Junker Town. So oh. we'll get to we'll get a little uh, a little sneak peek inside where Junkrat's from, alongside his buddy Roadhog, and that should be excellent. Keeping up with the Blizzard, the Lich Kel'Thuzad is coming to Heroes of the Storm. For those of you who play that, and for all my Hearthstone fans, they're getting a new Fireside Brawl versus the Lich King himself. Excellent. Should be very interesting. That sounds like a load. Which of those are you like the most excited for as far as what's coming out of games on the later on this year? I think out of what Blizzard's releasing, I'm most excited for the Overwatch map because I'm a big Overwatch player myself. Shout yes. out to all my Hanzo players. <laughs> Stay strong. Shout Don't let them Hanzo. hate on you. <laughs> exactly. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm most excited for, uh, for Junkertown. And then we got more games coming out. If you like Lord of the Rings, there's Shadow of War Machine, which should be awesome. It looks pretty cool. I didn't get to do a whole lot of research on it, but I believe that you're actually playing as orcs in this one. Oh, wow. So that's a little different spin than what they've usually taken, where you're the hero from Middle Earth fighting the orcs. So I think you're on the other side. And getting back to all my anime fans, Sword Art Online (sighs) Fatal Bullet is coming out. If you have not watched any of Sword Art Online, it is on Netflix. You should definitely peep it. Yeah, do yourself a favor. It's a great anime. It's easy to watch, like I said in a couple pods ago, and it's going to be awesome. So if you've watched Sword Art Online and you enjoyed it, I'm assuming that you've seen Sword Art Online 2, and that's where Fatal Bullet takes place inside the game Gun Gale. Should be pretty awesome. I think the game was previously only available on Vista, but it should be coming out to PS4, One, and PC in early 2018. Yes, that's the uh, that's the uh, official news that we got out of Gamescom. Excellent. <clears throat> and then, Jalen, my last one that I'm really excited for is Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. They're bringing it back, baby! Yes, this is the sixth main entry in the series, and it's due out September 19th. There looks like there's new characters coming out, new revival tactics, oh, things of geez. that nature, so you can bring your teammates back, which would be awesome. <sighs> And there's exclusive costumes, which I'm really excited for. You get Warrior Thor. You get World War Hulk. Notice I did not say Gladiator Hulk. (laughs) It doesn't, okay, it doesn't matter. Everyone knows when he's in the Gladiator stuff, it came from World War Hulk. I don't want to hear it. You get get an evil Ryu skin. And then for all my Mega Man fans out there, there's a Command Issue X skin coming out, which looks totally badass. And I could not be more excited (sighs) for it. That, listen. It's a good time to be a gaming nerd right now. With exactly. With all the, the Xbox One X, the Nintendo Switch. It's going to be coming a, out. And the new yeah. PS4 thing is coming out too, man. It's going to be amazing. The ones that I took away from, of course, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed guy. I played, 100%. played the original on the X, on the 360 when it came out back in the day with Ezio and whatever. Uh, great character. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, it, it, was, it was so much fun. Um, the new one is Assassin's Creed Origins. So the premise on this one is... This is the assassin that started the Brotherhood. Oh, yes, I like, like that. It's it's in depth and it's set in Egypt, which okay. like to my like not a lot of games are set like entirely in Egypt. Right. Normally, like most of them, you go there for a speckle and then you you're done. But like mm-hmm. no, you've got uh, the the whole you get to surf down pyramids. You get to like okay. yeah, you get to like infiltrate camps. You get to deal with Caesar and stuff like that. It's super cool. I wonder if that takes place in Cairo. 
It might. That would be pretty I'd have cool. to double check. I didn't, I didn't put that one in my notes, but it, I might, it might. Um, but this game, they wanted to emphasize and make it more of an RPG kind of game. So, like, you build you, the assassin character in the game, like, as you, like, the way you will like to play it. So if you're, you're more of a snipery guy and you like your bows, you can build him to be more of a hunter. So you get more skill points for using bow and arrows and being stealth. And okay. things of that nature. If you're more of a get in there and bash them kind of right, guy, a frontliner. Yes, if you're a frontliner, you can build that way. I just thought like that has you know they kind of did that in Assassin's Creed. What was the what was the was it Brotherhood? I think it was Brotherhood where you had like the individual ones you can kind of build yeah. your own assassin or something. But this is like more integrated. It's more detailed, more fleshed out, which I'm super excited about. I'm sure I'll have to find somebody that has an Xbox to see if I can con them. Like, hey, <laughs> like here's fifty bucks. Let's let me play it or something. I don't know. And then they also said that they were emphasizing more rewarding loots, like as you run around the free the free world stuff. Okay. Like you find cooler stuff than previous uh, Assassin's Creed games, which you know if you play Assassin's Creed, sometimes you find something. It's like, wow, I spent three hours because exactly. the game manual manual told me to go find this and it wasn't that great. <laughs> like, what a time to be alive. <laughs> it can get frustrating, that's it's for really sure. Because it just feels like you're mindless farming for things that aren't what you really want. Exactly. And that's that's the struggle with Assassin's Creed games. Is you spend so much time away from story story sometimes and just traveling. So it was cool to hear that that's coming in there uh, along with uh, the rest of the amazing developments that they put into this game. And there's a new combat system where it's per, it's like based per weapon. And, you'll, and from the gameplay that I watched and what the developers have said... This assassin isn't as good as like Ezio or Connor or any of the right. other because he's the first one, so he's not as like efficient at the combat and stuff. Because once the Brotherhood gets started, that's how they get so refined and good mm-hmm. at combat. So you really have to be smart and really have to know what weapon you're using. So I, I don't know this. I, I want it so bad right so now. So we're gonna figure out who's really an assassin yes. and who's really not. Yeah, okay. you're gonna, you're gonna feel, figure out who's a chump and who was not a chump. <laughs> I'm the champ. This... You're the chump. <laughs> All my button mashers, beware. Yes, exactly. Uh, the second one that caught my eye because it's it's it is what it is. It's Star Wars Battlefront, the new one. It's battle. It's the new EA. It's done by EA Sports uh, developers Matt Webster and John Stanley said that there are not going to be any more tokens. I don't know if you remember from the initial Battlefront game. I do. We played that with Kenny quite yes, a bit. Yes. Yes. They said they're doing away with tokens and replacing it with battle points. Because if you remember in the first Battlefront they put out, you had to get the token to get like a speed, right? Like or right. whatever. They said nah. You're gonna like if you get enough points, you're gonna be able to do whatever you want. So like they showed off the space battle, which is what they unveiled at Gamescom. So in there, they were in there flying around the X-wing and stuff like that. And then like you could see as they were playing and as they were earning battle points, they accessed more ships. So it's not like oh man, I have to run over here and find the token to get the ship. It's like no, I did enough work. I'm gonna use it for this ship or that ship or whatever. You're wanting to do so. It's similar to like a kill streak on Call of Duty. Yes, very okay, similar. They, they modified that. Yes, and then also, uh, you know, for just the general like overlay, the big the big thing here is there's actually a narrative story that's legal. Not not it's canon, so like it fits. Oh, into the, excellent! It start, yeah, it fits into the Star Wars universe uh, throughout the game, which is one of the huge complaints about Battlefront, at least from what I recall and playing mm-hmm. it. I, that was one of the things I always told like I scanning. It's like I wish there was like a story mode or something. Yeah, it was just kind of. Drop in and play online, or yeah, which was I mean, don't. it's it's cool because it's Star Wars and like you're running around in ATSTs or whatever and you're right. flying the you know, space stuff. But like, no, I want I will I'd like something tangible to come out of the game so I to, I walk away satisfied. Very so, much agree. Yeah, and then uh, they confirmed some ships that are gonna be in there. You get Darth Maul ship that was for sure confirmed. Badass. Uh, during this little conference that IGN did, yes, uh, in their coverage. 
And then they also confirmed that the Poe Dameron X-Wing is going to be in there. Oh, you get the black okay. and orange. Yeah, they, That's dirty. They actually flew it a bit at the end of this video that I saw from IGN on, on their demo when they were at Gamescom. So it... Dude, it looks freaking dope. Like, his X-Wing is a... It, it moves, baby. It, oh, nice. Dude, it hustles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's really great. And then the third one that I took away, Dragon Ball Fighters or Fighter Z, however you're supposed to pronounce it. But, oh, my God. I, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. You know this. It looks amazing. It's back to kind of uh, a 2D style, kind of. Uh, the developers... Uh, I'm going to butcher their names because they're all, like, foreign. Uh, Mateu Van... Kimenad, which I think is French, and Gary Gillette and Marcelo Carolino were all there talking about the game. They said uh, that the graphics, which was one of the big questions asked, like how did they get the graphics to look the way they did, yeah. they used 2.5D rendering instead okay. of 3. So they took the 3D models mm -hmm. and then flattened them to make them look like the arcade game. But then right. like when their special moves come on, there's a, just a little bit of like full animation whether you can go around the characters and stuff so that's fantastic yes. uh and looking at this game it it is beautiful it's like you're watching an episode of dragon ball z but you're controlling the characters and doing all these kamehameha waves and masenkos and like just <laughs> oh it looks so so good and the uh, control system they said they actually were inspired and kind of stole from marvel vs. capcom as far as like the combos button mashing kind of things like that so yeah i i'm i'm just so freaking excited to try and play this somewhere. I'm going to find someone who has it again. I, I will end up buying this yes. game 100%. <laughs> and you know I'm taking cheeks with Krillin the entire <laughs> time. My boy's a Krillin fanatic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bilky. I don't know if you can feel it in this room, but good God, it's getting cold. It's, it's chilly, mate. It's, it's quite chill. chilly, It's quite yes. chilly. I think winter is coming. Well... You are mostly correct, mate. Winter has already come. Oh, my yes. gosh. It's time to dip into our Game of Thrones weekly recap. Oh, yes. Quite excited. So we just finished up Season 7, Episode 6, I believe. Episode yes. 7 coming this Sunday. This was an impactful episode, Jalen. I know me. you don't watch it, but I'm going to enlighten you anyways. <laughs> Tell me what's happened. So we take place in two main events, basically, in this episode, and a lot happens. So... We have Arya and Sansa doing their bit in Winterfell, and then we have our small group, including Jon Snow and some of his mates, like Jorah, who went beyond the wall in search of a White Walker. Okay. So to build up to Winterfell, at least, Arya made her way back to Winterfell. Jon left, leaving Sansa as the Lady of Winterfell. She's the She was the only Stark in Winterfell, and they've kind of run that for quite some time. Excellent. And so... Arya returns, and if you've watched the show, you know what kind of character Arya's turned into, and there's always been tension between the two sisters. The tension just keeps building and building. Yes, I am waiting for Arya to at least attack Sansa or something of this nature because she's trained to be an assassin, basically, at right. this point. And you get a little taste of it whenever they have a... Well, Sansa discovers Arya's faces. And that's a yes, whole other conversation excellent. for you, James. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> discovers the faces... Yes. Arya walks in on her, and then they have this big argument where Arya is blaming Sansa for the death of their father. Because if you remember back in, like, season one, I believe it happened, Sansa was set up to marry Joffrey to link the Lannister and the Stark houses. But as Ned Stark, their father, is getting executed, Sansa's sitting up there, and Arya points out her pretty dress, and her hair is all done up nice next to her precious Joffrey, who gave the order to execute her father, <laughs> but she can't really do anything. 
and Sansa kind of defends herself, saying Arya because Arya told Sansa she was in the crowd. Sansa right. didn't know that, so she basically called her out, saying she didn't do anything about it either. And tensions building, you know, it's just not looking well for them. And the other lords inside Winterfell are also starting to rebel a little bit because they want John, the King of the North, who they named, to yes. be ruling them. They didn't ask for Lady Sansa to be in control. So that's that's frustrating. I can understand that. But <sighs> let's go beyond the wall to where the real action happens. Oh, no. So we get a small group, probably like eight or nine people, and they're great characters. And they end up going because Daenerys needs proof that this army of the dead is real. And they also need to bring one of the one of the slaves i guess they're going to call him because he's i guess he was a recruit in the army he's just a he's just a goddamn zombie i don't know <laughs> they need <laughs> to bring him all, yeah. baby. they're doing it all exactly they need to bring him down to castle rock so that way they can prove to cersei that we need to stop fighting with each other because there's a great war on the way <laughs> so they get out there they set up a trap they get a white walker of course he's a screamer so the white walker just lets off this ear piercing scream and of course they know shit like all the <laughs> armies coming and so they finally get him the armies they take off after him you see your eight heroes running and it's an awesome battle scene they get out into this frozen lake and there's a big rock in the middle of the frozen lake that's where our heroes land but right. the army of the dead is so massive they start breaking the ice on the on the lake and so they start falling in and then it's like a mexican standoff where you have eight people who are alive way past the wall where there's no help, and then an entire army of the dead circled around them, not knowing if they can go farther because they don't want to fall into the lake. It's fine. Exactly. Oh so hours pass and hours pass, and finally, who comes to save them? Daenerys, of course. This is after Jon sends Gendry back once they figure out that the army's coming. Right. Gendry is, for my, uh, for my real Game of Thrones friends, this is the last living Baratheon. So they send him back because he's the fastest one. They're like, you got to tell Danny we, like, it's real, it's happening, we are fucked out here, basically. It has hit the fan. Exactly. So Danny comes in with her three dragons and just starts torching all these zombies, which oh, is God. exactly what we wanted to see for a long three time. Dragons. And then the bad man himself, the Night King, comes out, shows off his javelin skills, and kills a dragon with an ice shard. So the dragon's flying over the top, the dude walks up, the most casual you've ever seen, and just... <laughs> throws this thing, pierces the dragon. They did a great job with the death, actually. They had blood pouring out of the dragon as it's falling down, crashes onto the frozen lake, and they spent a lot of time showing where the dragon's body went. And I knew that was something suspicious. Of course, at the end of the episode, you see all these soldiers pulling the chains. What comes out of the lake, connected to the chains, the dragon, right. the Night King comes, places his hand on the dragon's forehead, Episode ends with the dragon's eyes lighting up again. He's back to life. We potentially have an ice dragon. And this could be the third rider that the theories have been going on about. Viserys, that's the dragon's name. That was also Danny's brother. It goes down. And then we're just left with a mystery. Like, what's going to happen next? All the people are scared because they're like, holy shit, how do we kill a dragon? Now they don't even know that there's another dragon on the enemy oh, side. Jesus. It's a lot going down. John falls into the frozen lake whenever Danny leaves. He comes out somehow, survives. He grabs his sword. And what happens to the sword? It's got a little eye on it, and it opens up. Oh, God. 
Yes. Oh, God. Yes. So a lot is happening. There's theories going around, like, what could it be? Could it be more dragons? Could it be John unlocks something because he's a Targaryen? It just hasn't been announced yet. Is it the dragon sword from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Uh, no. <laughs> fucking wish. <laughs> but a couple theories to wrap up the end here. Uh, let's talk about the Hound and the Mountain real quick. They're, they're going to have their... Uh, their I don't even know what to call it. They're reuniting, basically. They're calling it out. They're gonna. Yeah, and we're, it's it's called the Clegane Bowl, Ooh. as the fans are calling it, because they're both from the house of Clegane. All right. The mountain in real life, the dude's like six five, four hundred and twenty pounds. Yes, he is massive. Jesus. So the hound and the the mountain are going again. It's gonna be awesome. How does he fly anywhere? The mountain doesn't fly. He's just a big zombified warrior who stands by Cersei's <laughs> That's side. That's unpractical. To be I six, know. Five, it's outrageous. And then a little theory that I heard the other day from a friend of mine at a bar was that there are dragon eggs under Winterfell. Yes. Danny mentions numerous times that she cannot have actual children and that these dragons are her babies. Hmm. So she loses one. There's two left. Danny rides one. We're trying to figure out who rides the second one and who's going to ride the third one. It's assumed that the Night King will ride one of them, the one he resurrected, and that actually... Uh, Tyrion Lannister could potentially be a rider, and then they have hot springs in Winterfell. How could you have hot springs in a frozen tundra of a mm. place? Dragon mm. eggs, maybe, underground, keeping it warm? <laughs> we don't know. We'll have to figure it out. There's there's going to be a couple more big things, I think, coming in the next couple episodes, but it's really going to be all laid out in the next season. Excellent. Excellent. Now, yes. the, the other bit of news that I mentioned in the top of the show, I don't know if you had heard about it at all but hbo released the official runtime for the season finale now prior to this uh season of game of thrones they had said the finale was going to probably be the like a, a length of a full feature film at like 90 minutes right it is 70 minutes total so maybe an extra hmm. 10 from your normal hour-long episode of game right. of thrones they're gonna give us a little something else yeah so uh, I, I know a lot of fans are upset because they were expecting a nice full hour and a half epic finale to the season which i've heard so many good things about bilky yes. are you are you upset are you okay with it being just a little tease extra would you have liked it to have them to have kept their word what is your well to be honest i thought from the beginning of the season that we were going to get 80 minute episodes each time that's what i had heard so i was looking forward to that so i was already disappointed <laughs> when i found out it was just another hour-long episode so I'm not really too surprised because I already got my hopes and dreams killed at the beginning of the oh, season. Oh but <laughs> it's good that they're giving us a little extra time because it takes so long for these seasons to come out. I'm telling you, the wait is agonizing. So it's nice that they're going to give us a little extra 10 minutes, and I'm sure there'll be a little juicy nugget in there for us to chew on until they come back. Gotcha. All right, all right. Well, Milky, it's that time where we get to a little bit of nerd reviews. Yes. And this week... Of course, we've given you all a week to watch the dang show. It's going to be full spoilers. I don't want... Please at me if you're upset about it. Because we gave you, a, gave you a week. And there's only eight episodes of the show. It's the Defenders! I watched it in two days. There's no excuse. <laughs> well, we... <laughs> Some people have jobs, man. Nah, whatever. Whatever. Well, whatever. Anyways. So, we're going to just go over, uh, you know, how we do here on the show. We're going to talk about what you like. What you don't like. <laughs> and then we're just going to give our overall thoughts and opinions on if you should see it or don't see it. And, uh, Bilky, would you like to give out your likes first? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, go for so, it, my guy. 
in our last pod, we talked about Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and stuff like that as individuals, and I didn't really get to watch those series in full, but I love the buildup that they did in the, in the Defenders. It doesn't give you a complete backstory on each hero, but it caught me up to speed enough. My, right. My nerd knowledge got me where I needed to be, <laughs> but they, they tied in some questions I had, which was really great, and I enjoyed that. Um... If we jump super far forward, Electra was a badass. Oh my completely. Dude. I was oh, in love with her. Man. Fighting style was awesome. I loved her sword that came apart into two. That was amazing. Dude, I lost my mind when that happened. When it yeah. all of a sudden she was just like chink, I was like, Oh, oh no. Exactly. What what's what's more dope than a dual wielder? Yes. Um I love Daredevil in this. I thought I was going to be a fan of Iron Fist the most, but Daredevil was fantastic. I'm not sure who the actor is that does Matt Murdock. Charlie uh, Cox, I think. Charlie Cox, yes. that sounds right. He was amazing. Yes. Fantastic job. I, His dialogue's good. I think he stole the show, dude. Like he did. They set this up to be all about Iron Fist, but, but the, by the end of it, it, Daredevil stole it, man, and it, it was great. I, loved, I also love Daredevil. Um, Let's see. I needed more from Luke Cage in this. It, it was like I know you're bulletproof and that was cool watching you eat shots, but when it's time to fight, I need you to beat some ass, <laughs> Luke Cage. It was cool seeing you yeah. throw people around, but Jessica Jones was tossing bodies more than he ever did. That's true. That's true. I have oh, you know what? That puts I, I got I got a thing about Luke Cage that okay. will get in my dislikes, but yeah, I, I could agree with that that he could beat some more booty. That's what I'm saying. But other than that. Um, I don't really have complaints about the show. It was really cool. It seemed to flow relatively well. Yeah. I mean, there were times where it plateaued, and you're like, yes. come on, don't do that yeah. to me. But Iron Fist was cool. I wish he would just dual-wield his <sighs> fist can like we, he's supposed to. Can we just to. get the dual-wield? I don't understand. Why is this an issue? I'm sick of the... Uh, I don't know. That's frustrating. Um, Colleen was cool. Uh, Claire was cool as well. I yes. like her. She got a yes. little soft on me. She was kind of a badass in Iron yeah, Fist. Well, and then... What happened? She was like training them boxing and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. She just kind of tapered far. off. It's She's like, still good though. Yeah, it's yeah. like whenever Luke came back, she she didn't yeah. want to lose anything. She didn't want to risk something that she she loves. And if we're gonna jump super far, I'm just gonna say this real quick. <laughs> I am very excited for Punisher. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes, I am also excited for Punisher. Uh, I liked a lot of the things you liked as well. Uh, I like that they they balanced the show enough to give screen time to each of the main characters, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. Yes. I think that was really, I mean, it's only four characters, but you still have to develop all of them, and you still have to give them enough reason to be in the show. So I think that was really, really well done by the showrunners. Uh, by And the same people that did Daredevil Season 2, uh, did the show running for this show. So it, you oh, could, excellent. That's why I think the fight choreography was so much better and the storytelling was so much better as far as the main essential you mm -hmm. know, characters go. Um, I also loved that, particularly in the first episode, and actually just probably throughout the whole series, that's what, what, the, what these shows are really good at is using color and using lighting uh, in their shows. So in the first episode, when you get to meet each individual character, it feels like you're watching each of their shows with yes. like... The, like the way the cinematography is like when you go to Luke Cage it's kind of got this yellow and orange like warm Harlem feel to it you go to Jessica Jones it's like purple and mm -hmm. blue and like yes. really cold Daredevil you get to like there's a part where he's in the alley beating up a guy just in his suit because he doesn't want you know this guy to mug somebody and it, then he walks into the uh the street and there's a police car and you predominantly see the red on the police car's lights. You don't really see the blue too much. He's like walking to that. And then Danny, you know, he kind of has this weird green haze on all of his scenes. So 
I really just, God, they're so good. It's the little things like that it's that really so make good. a show. Yeah, it I really couldn't is. agree more. It's fantastic. Electra, holy balls. I okay, listen, listen, here's, listen. Here's the, here's the deal, <laughs> Banana Peel. I talked about it on the last episode of this podcast. I said I need to see the Electra from the comics that is no holds barred, full embracing the the dark sky or the black sky, whatever the hell she's supposed to be called. Um, and yeah, got it. Did hundred percent such a savage, especially when she kills Sigourney Weaver. Like she's just talking, just having a chat about, it, and then all of a sudden you see those katanas just a exactly. Just, oh God, yes, yes. I did enjoy Alexandra's character. She, I really she was great. Well. That's Sigourney Weaver, man. You can't, you can't, you can't. It. They brought in a big name, and she did her job. I felt she was a really. Uh, they didn't undersell her as a villain. Like when she was when she brings Electra back to life and Electra tries to fight her. I thought it was cool that like. She just handled Electra yes. real because then that put the tone up for the rest of the, the series or the part of the series she was in before she got murdered um, <laughs> in cold blood. In cold, <laughs> in cold blood. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the fight choreography was amazing in the entire show. Uh, mm-hmm. I I did not have really any problem any particular scenes with how it was done. Specifically, Danny Rand got redeemed. He looked, yes. the actor Finn Jones looked so much better, so much better than when he did in Iron Fist. I, I think you could probably put a caption under Defenders and say, Defenders, the redemption of Danny Rand. Like, it was <laughs> so good to see him, like, look like the Iron Fist when he was fighting. Right. In particular, my favorite, well, some, my two favorite scenes, I think, if I had to pick them, was the uh, the Midland Circle office stuff? We got the their version of the hallway fight. Yes, where you got to see a little bit of Heroes for Hire, dude. I was <laughs> geeking out of my mind whenever it was the awesome. the, uh, the Wu Tang Clan song came on. Yes. And they're, and they're was bashing and Luke, Luke Cage just comes in. <laughs> that was good. I needed to see more of that. I show. dude, I was on the edge of my I was in my chair and I was just like, ah, I need it. I th- oh, real quick! I think they did an awesome job at putting the characters in the same like in the same shot at the same time in yes. different parts of the show. Yes, and they kind of matched up Luke and Danny, and then they put Jessica with Daredevil. And, yes, and then they combined them together, and it was just great to see them all on screen at the cool. one time. And then it evolved because each time that they were all in the same picture at the same time. Yeah, it was like they had progressed as a group and as friends and they yes. were their bond was building it was really cool to see i i completely agree with that there's another fight scene that's not one of my favorites but i thought it was cool that it reminded me of arrow i know you don't watch arrow but um in this particular uh season finale last last season they had one scene where it was like the ca- it was just one camera and it just panned around the room and all of them were doing one like sync like it was a one shot of just massive fight choreography right so i thought that was really cool that they did that on on this show with the defenders of the the end scene when they're all fighting in the cave underground and stuff that that was a cool shot kind of like on age of ultron whenever they're fighting yes. ultron at the end and you just see like vision flying across yes. blowing up a rock <laughs> and thor's hammer comes in and is they did a good job. They did, especially for a TV job. show. Yeah, and then my other favorite fight scene is the one between Daredevil and Elektra at the end. Mm. It's just, there's so much. Not only was it good fight choreography, but there was so, like, how do you put that much story into their characters while they're just trying to freaking kill each other? Like, this is crazy to me how good these writers are on the show and the showrunners, man. That, uh, I got my, like, I was like, 
my heart. Like, I feel so bad for, like, Electra, and I feel bad for Matt, and I'm also angry at Matt. I'm like, dude, just leave her, but he can't. Cause he I, can't. I, I get it. Like, you know, she's probably good in the sack or whatever, but, like, you know. The heart wants the what heart the heart wants. wants. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He wanted Miss Nachos. That's what I'm saying, dude. It was so it was so great. And then, of course, the freaking Punisher trailer that just, yes. just, just, just put it in there. Like, there was no, okay, prior to this, there was no, like, announcement that it was coming or anything. Or like any leaks of any like you just got done watching the defenders and all of a sudden you see this the sledgehammer coming down yeah. and then you hear his voice and you're like oh oh, oh no <laughs> what's this yeah i god i cannot wait for punisher i knew it immediately because i'm one of those people who watches with subtitles thanks mm. to all the anime that i watch <laughs> i just don't mind it anymore and i get to see like little show notes that they put in there and i enjoy that stuff also i like to know how to spell things yes and i saw it say frank and i was like oh no oh, no because it said frank before they showed the sledgehammer and all that no. shit coming down and i was like oh my god is this real <laughs> yes oh and it was man. thankfully yeah it was really really great all right uh there are some things though that i have to say yes uh, Save them. yes okay one thing for me though with luke cage in particular you, you mentioned yeah, how you wish he was this. he was uh, wanting wanted him to be more a little bit badass and, and beating some booty down and stuff but he, my other problem was like okay so when they when he first fights danny ran danny can't like do anything to him unless he uses the iron fist i know exactly where you're going with this and then all of a sudden all these people are just chucking him around at the end like yeah, what that what? pissed me off so much what how does that how is that logic like okay danny has to summon the chi of the dragon to punch this guy in the alley but all these ninjas can just be like Oop, got him yeah and like, he's no, just getting his shit kicked in that's, that's bogus uh, that's so bogus they failed luke cage for me oh based man. on what he used to be and like if you played old games like Marvel vs. or what was it? Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's yes. what it was. Yes, it Luke was. Luke Cage beat ass the entire <laughs> time. Yes. And I just, like I said it earlier, that was my quibble. I needed more from Luke Cage, and I needed a little more from Jessica, too. She gave yeah. it to me a bit in that yeah. last fight when she was kicking people and throwing them, but come on. I agree. Come man. on. There could have been just a little bit more done with those two in particular. Um, yeah, I just, you know. And again, the pacing. I wanted it to be. A slow burn like I know I know that's not like I know a lot of people don't like that kind of that style of storytelling but this show with how things were going I think would have suited better from like each episode just kind of built a little bit you got a little little nugget another episode little nugget and then by the yeah. end of it you get this huge kind of grand you know finale to it but we got you know one through four we were hyped as hell and then we got like you know you can call it a filler episode I yeah, guess blue ball, basically. yeah we got, we got <laughs> In six, uh, in five, no, and six, no, you get oh blue ball, God. and you're like, "Come on, dude! Come on, bro! Let me get to the end." Yeah, and and then it kind of, then it ramps back up. But yeah, I, I wish they would have just kind of made it a more even tone, not tone, excuse me, a more even pacing as far as how amped up the storytelling got uh, compared to how the first four episodes went, and then the rest of the series. But those are my only like really complaints about this show. I mean, it was still, oh, you know, what really bothered me that this since we're talking about it, what Might really well. bothered me yeah. at the end. If I'm going to see Danny Rand in future shows, please raise his maturity level. He is so <laughs> naive, and he just thinks on impulse. And I get that that's part of his character, but at some point you have to understand the situation. He knows his Iron Fist can open the gate when he's down there by himself uh, with Elektra. Why are you even punching uh, in the general direction of the wall? But I think that's, I think that's okay, though, because like in that situation, like... 
he's got to just like he's not gonna go toe to toe with Electra unless he's got the fist out. That just proves like how smart Electra is. If yeah, anything, she's fantastic. She's just more that they almost like improved her character. And like I kind of honestly I enjoyed how dumb he was like because he felt like <laughs> it's frustrating. I, I don't I know it's frustrating, but like I enjoyed that they made him kind of the little brother of the group. Like right. and Sticky, the God, the line that Stick said in the Chinese restaurant where he's walking in and he's like. The immortal Iron Fist, the sword enemy of the hand, is still a thundering dumbass. <laughs> I was like, yo! Rest in peace, Stick. Yes, rest in or peace, Or so stick. we think. What was, so was that scene with him and Elektra a flashback? No, I, that's 100%. I think he's dead. You I think, think he's yeah, dead? I don't, I don't think he's coming back. I, so it, he died, and then they showed the two of them talking, and he had the glasses on. You know what I'm talking about? That was a flashback scene. Okay, that's that was what a flashback I thought. Scene. Okay, I just had that to was, that, that was in the middle of Daredevil Season 2, where... Whenever Elektra came in, she was trying to recruit Matt Murdock to the Chase, which is the organization that fights the hand right. that Stick's a part of. And then Stick basically calls Elektra out on her shit and is like, hey, I know you got the feels. You're dumb. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined everything. Um, but yeah, that's basically what that was, in case you were confused. And they brought out Elektra's old school weapons. At yes. The end. That was badass. They... I was waiting for those. Oh, they dude. kept showing them. And I, I was know. like, grab it, bitch. <laughs> those goddamn things. Dude, they kept teasing that the whole time. And I'm like, I swear to God, if we get through this whole series and she's just doing, I like the swords, but like if she does not have those freaking size by the end of this freaking so series, dope. I'm going so to dope. lose my mind. And when the... she grabs his hand and then throws it into oh, the wall. God. Excellent. Excellent. And also, okay. Matt Murdock should be dead. No. He, a building. No. He, no, there's no surviving a building. Okay, here's actually what I thought about his survival. Let's think about when Danny Rand first falls into that wall. And right. then we get an aerial scene on him that brings us up and out. And we see Shao Lao or whatever the dragon's name is. And you see a skeleton, right? Yes. There is a hole that, that lets us see oh Danny my, through come there. come on. I'm just saying, if they had to pick one little uh, thing where they showed you a way out, yeah, that's I don't know. That's all I can think. They didn't really venture into the tunnels. It was all kind of in that main area when Jessica drops down. She's like, "Can we just, can we just talk or what's oh, up?" You know. Jesus. But yeah. So then, by the end of the series, we get a shot of Matt Murdock. He's not dead. He's Daredevil. Should probably <laughs> should probably be dead because he's a human being. No. <laughs> and he's uh he's in the the he's at the nuns' home or whatever. And then uh, we hear one of the nuns say. Go get his mother, and then the nurse says, or then the uh, the nun says, Maggie. So I think that's obviously the direction for Daredevil season three. I would really hope it is because that season or that particular storyline, if they go with the one that I'm thinking of, it's going to be interesting. We can be done with the hand. It'll add something new to Daredevil, which his mother is obviously a big part of, and the mother Maggie stuff is really really cool. So. Maybe we get some Bullseye, even though it, Ooh, it would kind of, that'd be cool. it'd be cool to get Bullseye, but it kind of sucks because you know he didn't kill Electra; it was the hand in the show. But it's fine. Like, is Electra dead? Oh, well, technically, okay. Technically speaking, technically she's, is the Black Sky dead? The oh, that's a good question. Yes, my theory is no, she's not dead at all. Let's get uh, not even close. Let's get some responses from the fans on that one. I want to know if you guys think the Black Sky is dead or not. Uh, yes. Will be a Google Plus and Twitter poll. I will put them both out there. Excellent. Yes. All right. Let's get into If You Want to Rain. <laughs> Jesus. Hey. 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 So uh, this is the section of the show where we give you some recommendations on comics, literature, what we've been checking out on the old Netflix or whatever we've been doing. So 
Bilky, do you have something for the old reading recommendations today? For once, I actually prepared, oh, and I have oh, something. For like, oh. <laughs> I actually have something for the audience. Good Did God. I find it yesterday or the day before? Maybe. Does Who it matter? No. no. It does not matter. So I was watching YouTube videos and reading comics, and you know how it goes. And there's a new Darth Vader series by Charles Sewell and Giuseppe. Uh, it's hard to say. It's... Whatever, it's Giuseppe. Giuseppe. <laughs> it's from Marvel Com Comics, and it looks really nicely drawn. I didn't, in uh, I didn't include all the artists in here, but yeah, it's fine because you have people who do inking and colors, and there's just so much, yeah. so many people get credit. Shout out to anyone who is involved in this Darth Vader <laughs> series. It looks fantastic. It reads great. It's set after the Revenge of the Sith, and yes. so Darth Vader needs to prove himself by capturing a Jedi saber and corrupting it. Excellent. part of the Sith, which is awesome. Like Excellent. That's cool. He's got a journey. And he goes after a Jedi master named Infala. Ooh. Yes. The dude looks badass in the in the comics. He's got, like, two bonds up, and it just looks great. He um, he is up upon a mountain, and he, uh, he has a barrage vow that he's under right now, so he can't really go interfere with the Jedi Order or anything in that nature. He can't do anything to try and save anybody and it's crazy and so he has trials that vader has to go through like oh he opens a dam and all this water flows down and vader gets washed away and bashes his head and then he um and Fala controls these birds and vader has to get past the birds and they kind of eat away at the outer layer of his cybernetic leg oh god and then he makes it past there because he's Darth Vader, of course, and he's crossing the bridge, and Infala could kill him on the bridge, but he doesn't. You know, he's letting yeah. him go, and it's I'm telling you, it's the <laughs> downfall of Vader is high grounds because that's where Infala's <laughs> up there. Infala's up on the high ground. He's like, yeah, meet me up here. Darth Vader's oh. like, oh fuck me, right? Uh, like, uh, another like, one. Who told you my weakness exactly. was the high ground? <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool that he gets up there and. He fights oh, Infala, and Infala breaks his Barash vow because it's time, and he's like, I knew you would come for me type of deal, you know. Yeah. And the downfall of Vader is his leg had already been eaten away, and then it finally falls in battle, and he's down, and Infala has a chance to kill him, and he just knocks him off the edge and doesn't kill oh, him. Wow. It's same story again, but definitely worth the read. It looks awesome. I'm assuming it reads awesome. I haven't finished it myself yet, so <laughs> let me know if you guys end up reading it, and if you like it, I would love to hear some feedback yes, on it. Yes, please at him if you checked out the Darth Vader series. It'll yes, be... do it. Yes, okay. Uh, do you have any other recommendations? No, not today. That was all for me. I, pre Excellent. I actually prepared one. And... <laughs> That's great. Um, I have a couple <clears throat> that I have been dabbling in uh, as far as reading recommendations go, and one is a manga. It's called uh, Battle Angel Alita. I've not heard. No, it is a. Uh, it's. I'll, I'll read you the synopsis. You know, as as Do people it. call it. So it's a. Uh, in a dump, the lawless settlement of Scrapyard, far beneath the mysterious space city of Zalem, disgraced cyber doctor Daisuke Ido makes. Bless you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes a strange find: the detached head of a cyborg woman who lost all her memories. Her name is Alita, and equips her with a powerful new body: the Berserker. While Alita remembers little to no details of her former life, a moment of desperation reawakens her and her nerves in her legendary school of martial arts known as Panzerkunst, and in a place where there is no justice but what people make for themselves, Alita decides to become a hunter-killer, tracking down and taking out those who prey on the weak. Hunter-killer? Yes, but can she hold on to her humanity as she begins to reveal her own bloodlust? 
I like that. So that's the synopsis, and I've read a couple pages of it already, and I'm trying. It's gonna take me a while because I don't read manga, so you have to go right to left. Correct. Which uh, <laughs> it's so, backwards. So I'm trying to like make sure I read the panels correctly, but the art in it is really beautiful. It's kind of got a cool uh, watercolor ink wash thing going on, uh, and it's you know from the synopsis, it's really if you like sci-fi stuff, obviously if you like anime, you can get into this book, and I think it's got a cool premise. It's got cyborg chicks killing dudes and. What what more do you need uh, out of a book? You know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. And then my second reading recommendation, uh, it's going to be a retro reading re- recommendation. This one's from the 80s. Excellent. So preface that before you read it. It is from the 80s. It is a product of its time, but it's still really fun to read. <laughs> it is called Mage Hero Discovered, and it was, design- it was uh, written and I think also illustrated by Matt Wagner. So this story follows Kevin Matchstick, He's an alienated young man who meets a wizard called Mirth and discovers that he, among other things, possesses both a magic baseball bat and a, and superhuman abilities. So he gets this bat from Mirth, and all of a sudden they're in this fight, and it kind of lights up, and he that's when he gets uh super, he gets like the you know the usual he gets like super agile reflexes. The, right. The bat can do some cool stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so he defeats a nefarious plans of a in. Uh, a gang or like cult kind of thing called Umbra Sprite. And then towards the end of the storyline, he discovers that Mirth is actually Merlin. I was actually going to say something right yes. there. Yes. It sounded very funny. Yes. And then the baseball bat is Excalibur. Of course. <laughs> yes. And then Kevin himself, in some ambiguous way, is king is a descendant of King Arthur. I love those stories. That sounds fantastic. Yes. Uh, so if you like King Arthur stuff and you like funny humor... Uh, it is a very, very good book. And it's funny because, like, the first, I think, first uh, issue of this book is literally, like, Kevin is just, like, I don't understand. I'm not this freaking King Arthur guy. I just, like, his whole thing is he just wants a cherry coat. Like, I feel bad <laughs> Like, he's doing all this crazy shit. He's fighting all these undead people or whatever. I'm just thirsty. He's like, I just want a cherry coat. I want to sit there and just chill with my cherry coat and be on my merry way. So, yeah, Mage uh, Hero Discovered, if you want to check that out. Of course, they'll be on Comixology. That's where both of mine are. And uh, I know Darth Vader's on Comixology. The, it's got to be. I think that's the latest volume is on there for sure. So, yeah, that's going to be, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my reading recommendations for the literature. Of- well done, sir. Yes. So that's going to do it for uh, today's episode. We'd like to give a huge thank you to our unofficial and somewhat official sponsors of our podcast because we do it for free. We do this for the people. We do everything for the people. <laughs> Uh, yes, everything. Thank you, Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Uh, we use uh, podcast.com. It's the best place to host a podcast, Bilky, because it's 100% free. Excellent. Yes. There's uh, no limits on storage. It has seamless iTunes integration and optimized search engines for advertising. So it gets your podcast out there and about on the interwebs. Of course, Comixology is the best resource to get your digital comics on the web. Uh, its integration with Amazon makes it really easy to set up and get your digital comics, like the ones we mentioned, the Darth Vader's, the Mage Hero Discovered, and, of course, Battle Angel Alita. And right now, the Battle Angel Alita is actually having a sale. You can get some discounts and stuff. They just put a bunch of volumes out there. And uh, Darth Vader is available. I don't think it's on sale yet, but if you have Comixology Unlimited, that might be a free download for you. So Possibly. Possibly. You have to check that out. You can always get this uh, podcast for free on iTunes and come back next time where we will probably discuss something nerdy. Groovy, mate. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jalen Holston. Bilky, where can people find you? 
I believe my handle is at B-I-L-K-O-Z-B-Y, open for your own interpretation on that pronunciation. Oh, baby. Yes, it is. Oh, no, no, no. I lied. That is a name on one account. I think that's my Instagram. But on Twitter, you can find me at L-G-B-I-L-K-S. Excellent. L-G Bilks. L-G Bilks, baby. How it is. (laughs) All right, guys. Tune in next time, and we'll catch you around the horn. Stay sweaty, my nerds.